Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sadly, this is what home sounds like for many of America's heroes. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street, sleeping on nothing more than cardboard. You can help. Donate at cardboardtoheadboard.org. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and we have a very fun and inspiring podcast as I am joined by fitness and sports personality, Katie Austin. Katie talks about being content with where she is, what self-love means to her, and the importance of getting started on your dreams without worrying about perfection. She also shares tips on navigating social media and talks about her biggest mentor. You are going to absolutely love this episode, so listen in and let's get inspired. Katie, welcome to Get My Job. As a fellow fitness and health enthusiast, I am so excited to have you on today. Uh, So thank you very much for joining me. Hi, everybody. And thank you so much, Tracy, for having me on. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I was wondering if you could just kind of start by taking us through a little bit of your professional journey. I know your mom obviously was is a huge fitness personality um, and has been. So I'm wondering if if that influenced you, when that started, and, and kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, definitely. So it definitely influenced me. My mom, if you guys are listening and don't know, my mom is Denise Austin, and she started in the 80s having her own workout show, and she had her own fitness show for 26 years. The first 10 years were on ESPN. And so having your own show for, I think, an hour on ESPN every single weekday morning for 10 years and then for 16 years on Lifetime. And so I grew up honestly watching her. Um, and by the time I was in middle school, she was still doing her show. And so I really, it really had a huge influence on me. But Um, I really couldn't think about fitness and making workout videos as a career because I was such an athlete and I actually played lacrosse in college. And so if you guys are athletes out there, you know, it's like very hard to think about a career because sports and athletics takes over your mind and your life and your time. And so um, it wasn't until really college where I got a job at the local, um, you know, the USC television show, which is actually a local uh, network. And I, for two years, I was a sports host. Um, and I like kind of just interviewed USC athletes and talked about like USC sports. And then from there, I turned one of the shows like a segment into like a little fitness segment. It was like a three to four minute segment um, off of the show. And so I kind of combined my love for like athletics and sports and for hosting and, you know, my mom's influence. And I started my social media. And there's obviously a lot more that went into it, but th- those are kind of my influences and how I really got started. And we'll, and we'll delve more into that for sure. But you brought up, of course, that you, you were a sports host at USD and you've done quite a bit of sports reporting. How do you prioritize that between the health and fitness endeavors? And is that ever difficult or have you found yourself in a good groove? I would say my first two years out of college was almost impossible. I felt like I was doing everything 
And I wasn't really, I didn't really have a life I felt like. And, you know, sometimes when you work so hard and you feel like it's going nowhere, that can be really hard on your ego when you see, you know, other people making a lot of money out of college. Like I didn't make a penny. And so um, for me, uh, a little background about my after college years, I was a co-host on Fox Sports West, a show called Southern California Prep Insider. And I did that for two years while also building my fitness business. But the good thing about the show, it was only around two to three days a week of work. Um, So, you know, I really did have the other half of the week to focus on fitness. But at the same time, it's really hard to just like, you know, one day wake up and do and drive two hours away to interview this athlete. And then the next day, wake up and film a workout video and really have everything organized because it was just me, myself and I. Um, And so to be honest, it was really hard and it took a while to kind of um, understand how to balance it all. But after I actually moved on from Fox Sports West, I um, started becoming just like freelance and I kind of had to earn that freelance, you know, uh, opportunity because you can't just, you know, start freelance as a sports host. It's really hard. Um, So after that, I got a few jobs like hosting the NBA awards and I went to the Super Bowl for Verizon. And so um, an NBA summer league I did every year. And so hosting freelance was like way more up my alley to be able to do, like, you know, my uh, fitness business and the side because I can pick and choose what jobs are worth it and how much time I'm actually putting into it. So you said something that I, I want to go back to a little bit for our listeners because, you know, this podcast is very much for women who love sports, women who want to work in sports and men. Actually, we have a, a fair amount of male <laughs> listeners who also love it. And so you said something about, you know, when you see other people, you know, making a ton of money out of college and sometimes that's hard to see, kind of what advice would you have for, this sounds so cliche, but I do think it's so important, that idea of knowing your path, following your path and not comparing. Yeah. And it's very hard, especially right out of college. It's really hard to not compare because I also think like people are, there's so many different levels of where you can be in your career in your twenties. I mean, even in your thirties, but you know, like as a 20 something year old girl, there's so many different levels. Like some of my friends are, don't even know what they want to do in life. And then some, you know, of my younger friends or my cousins are like 18 and they know exactly what they want to do. So every single person is different and realizing that like your journey, it's your chapter and, you know, follow, you know, what you want to do in life. Uh, But at the same time of doing things for free, um, it really sucks. But in the sports mm-hmm. world, everyone does things for free. There's going to be a girl next to you or a guy next to you who wants to do it for free. And so you kind of have to just accept the lower pay. And that's why I had to like grind so hard in other jobs and like my fitness business as well, because I really wasn't getting paid much at all for in the, in the sports world. And that is a little bit the nature of the beast when you're, when you're first starting out. Um, yes. So going back to some of the fitness stuff, your message is very much one of self-love and positive body image, which I love. And I will say, you know, personally, I love watching your videos and and watching you on social media because I think you do really portray that and reflect that. And it's so important. Is it something that you've always had? Was, Was it ever an area of struggle for you? Oh, for sure. I think anyone listening to this, if you've been a middle school teenage girl, you know that (laughs) self-love, there's no such thing when you're 13 or 16 or 17. Um, So it's definitely a journey, but um, I think athletics helped me immensely. 
I think that being involved with a team and sports and, you know, realizing from a young age that it's not always about your looks. Like I'm, I feel so grateful that I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia and not Los Angeles where, you know, a lot of it's based on looks and back home it's, it's based on how smart you are. It's based on how good you are at sports. And my parents would always tell me how smart I am. I mean, they obviously said like, you're so beautiful, but like, it was never about looks growing up. And I always remember like my parents teaching me how like to be better at sports. And I think that really, really helped. But at the same time, like realizing that self-love is not an overnight thing. You're not just going to wake up. And some of these like trends of like self-love, confidence, find like, you know, what self-care to you, like all those things, like, you know, you have to kind of, I don't know how to say it. You have to kind of like take them with a grain of salt, I guess, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Self-love is really like finding your passion and being so happy with like in your inner self without any outside factors going on without like, oh my gosh, of course, like a face mask works and painting your nails and going to grab that good cup of coffee. But like if you really dig deep and I think that's why, you know, like I, I've definitely grown a lot and especially in 2020 because it had allowed us to really think so deeply within ourselves and, you know, what actually matters in life. Now I'm just going on a tangent, but like, I don't know if anyone else feels that way out there, how like 2020 oh, absolutely sit down and think about everything. I think that's really important. It's funny you say that a little bit about Alexandria because I grew up in Los Angeles and then I lived in DC for four and a half years and I worked for the mayor and I definitely grew up with my parents. Same thing, telling me how smart I am. And of course, you know, you know, you're so beautiful, but focusing on the smart. But when I moved to DC, it was really life-changing for me because for four and a half years, I lived in a place where every day I was validated for my hard work and my intellect and my ability. And it really changed. It gave me so much more confidence in all areas of my life, but it really changed how I thought about myself in a positive way. Uh, So I think that's great that you said that. And that's true, obviously, no matter where you live. (laughs) You know, I think that that's – but what you said, what you just said about self-love is about finding your passion and digging deep. That's really true because when you feel confident – I, at least I believe when you really feel confident about who you are and comfortable in your own skin, that confidence just emanates into everything you do. Agreed. I totally agree. And I guess along those lines, uh, we are living, of course, in a world of social media, uh, which is it's obviously a big part of what you do. It's a, a big part of what I do. How do you not fall into that? I don't want to call it a trap because that's not really the right word, but how do you not fall into that place of I get kind of, again, comparing and how do you navigate trolls and and that whole world that we're dealing with? Oh man, I'm still working on it. I got to be honest because I think that's, you know, we have to be transparent here. I definitely find myself in holes sometimes and, you know, comparing my career paths to others. And, you know, you see these TikTokers who are 17 and they get like 5 million followers a month. And you're like, what the hell? I've been doing this for like six years. But at the same time, like realizing we're on our our own path. Um, But I think a huge thing or just like some tips is if you – follow a person that makes you feel like lesser than you should unfollow them. You should mute them. If you can't unfollow them for any reason, like there's an, there's a feature on Instagram where you can mute people. And it's really, really helped me because I don't want to see some of these people's stories and some of these people's posts because they just make me feel bad about myself. Um, and then, 
you know, I mean, as in terms of like trolls and stuff in social media, you really have to have thick skin and realizing that people will say whatever the hell they want behind their, you know, behind their screen. Um, I, if I said it wouldn't get to me, it would be a lie because it definitely gets to me sometimes. And the craziest part is like the worst people to me are my mom's followers. And I know that's like, it sounds like really sad, but my mom's followers, like really, really go in on me and tell me that I'll never be anything like my mom. And at first when I started, I was like, this is so sad. Like this really gets to me. But now I kind of take it as motivation and it's kind of just funny to me. That's fascinating. Really? Like that really is fascinating because you'd think it would be the opposite. And that's just, but that just shows what you just said a couple minutes ago behind a screen, people just feel like they have carte blanche to say and do whatever. And you know, they, it, they would never say it to your face. Never. And, and it's the funniest part about it is I, I'm kind of bad. And I sometimes reply to these people and they'll send me like a really mean paragraph over DM and I'll reply back like pretty nice, pretty like appreciative, whatever. And they'll reply back being like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just kidding. Like, I really do actually love you. I'm like, so you are just seriously trying to get my attention right here. You are validating every single one of the, you know, the hater, hater thoughts ever. Uh-huh. And that is what it is. And it is funny that that, I think that does happen where people will just, will apologize sometimes um, when you call them out because they don't, they forget there's also a human on the other side of that screen. For sure. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, that's very interesting, but that's fascinating to me. I can't believe that those are the people that are the worst to you. But then um, sadly, I also can at the same time. It's yeah. one of those, like, I can't really? believe it, but then- I kind of so sad because these like 60, 50 year old women are bullying someone half their age. It's like, what are you guys doing? They'd have nothing to do but sit on Facebook and write mean things. It's so interesting to me. <laughs> and, like there's such a better use of your energy. I always feel like it takes more time to be mean and hurtful yes. than it does to be nice. To just write nothing would take no time. For so sure. That. Um <laughs> But to just be kind, and again, it's kind of cliche, but it's so much easier to just be nice. I just, I don't. don't Oh, of course. But you know, like anyone who's writing those things, they're going through something themselves. And that's something you remember in life. That's everyone obviously knows that. Like when you're mean to someone else, that's just a reflection on you. 100%. It's not personal. I've I've talked a lot on this podcast about this book, The Four Agreements, which I love. It's so good. And my biggest takeaway from it. All the agreements are great, but the biggest takeaway that's been so helpful to me in my life is to not take anything personal because even things that feel personal aren't. And that's a great example. That is not about you at all. Right. So true. And and that's, it feels like it is, but it's really not. It has really zero to do with you. Um, But let's talk about you and what, and what you're doing because you do awesome workouts. You have this awesome app. You have a blog. There's so much I want to discuss. Um, I'm going to start just kind of with a little bit of an easy one. What is your favorite workout that you have for just like a quick, I have 20 minutes. Like, what do you think the best workout is for that? I get this question a lot and it's honestly a really hard answer because I have like over 300 workout videos and, but like the favorite type that I do is definitely hit workouts because they're like short, effective. Like when I do a hit workout, it's only 20 minutes and I'm done for the day. So it's like, it's really short and you can really feel the burn and get a good sweat on. So you have a a great blog. I I was going through it. And so you have exercise tips, recipes. I really liked there was the being productive and working from home. So you really hit like all these lifestyle aspects that have been so helpful, especially as you were saying before in 2020. When did you discover that you also kind of had a love of writing and wanted to 
to add that aspect to it. Oh, I don't. I don't at all. If you if you've like seen my blog, it's like super, um, you know, not formal at all. It's very that's that's, that's what I like about it. So. <laughs> yeah, like I just wanted to create something that felt like a safe space, and it's not like something like hard hitting. And this is what you need to be doing. It's more like a friend talking to you, like a peer. And so that's kind of how I like wanted to make my brand. I never wanted anything to be too perfect because that's not my life at all. My life is an absolute mess. And if anyone actually knows me, they know that. And so you know, nothing on my blog like even the even the aesthetic feels kind of homemade like I do the back end for my site my app and everything um and I kind of like it that way just because it feels like you know it's mine and it also you know is a friend's as well do you know what's funny about that though talking about um kind of self-love and everything I would never I mean I spent a fair amount of time on your website your blog your app obviously in preparation and it looks very professional. I mean, it looks amazing and it does look, yes, like a friend and, you know, it's not intimidating, but it looks very professional. Uh, and so I'm also very impressed with your website skills. Uh, but I think it's so funny that we're obviously always our own worst critics because I think your site looks amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I did have a, like a designer help me, but I'd run like all my back end. my, you know, if I post something, it's me. If I have an email back, a customer service is me. And so, um, you know, the past few years I've done everything in terms of like editing my videos, filming myself. And now there's just so many social media apps. So it's been so hard to like, you know, put all my effort into TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram, my newsletter, my blog, my own app, Pinterest, like it's just been so, so overwhelming. And so um, finding a focus and finding, you know, what what brings me the most joy in creating is is really important. So you brought up another really good point. There are so many different platforms. How do you find that focus? And are there certain platforms where you've said, okay, you know what, this isn't really for me or this isn't going to be the best use of my time and I just have to let that one go? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have to prioritize because I make the most money on Instagram and mm -hmm. uh, my newsletter and TikTok. And so the other ones though, like Snapchat, um, Snapchat is probably my biggest one, but at the same time, like I don't see money coming from it. So mm -hmm. it's like hard to, you know, prioritize when it's like something that you love to do. Like I definitely love Snapchat the most, but you also have to think in terms of money sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then of course my app, you know, it's a subscription. So I love working on that. And my app is truly like my baby. It's like my child. Um, and so I have so much passion in it. And I think that there's something like to be said with do, like doing social media and having passion through it, like your followers will know and see your passion through it. And don't think about like social media as a job. If you're like, if you know, if you're wanting to become an influencer or whatever, or a blogger, because you think it makes a lot of money, think about it as a passion because you have to love creating content. Mm -hmm. You do. And content is the, is queen. And that, that is so much of it. So let's talk a little bit about your app because it really is so cool. And uh, you just said it was your baby. When did you decide that was something you wanted in when it, what went into making that happen? Um, my app actually was a very long time coming. I tried to create an app right after college and it completely failed and I blew all my money, like all my savings, which was 10 grand, which now in hindsight doesn't seem like a lot, but you know, when you're fresh out of college, that was everything. And so, um, I learned my lesson. I learned what I wanted out of it, what I didn't want out of it. And so I, you know, I teamed up with a team out of Australia or New Zealand, sorry. And basically instead of paying, cause as you know, two, two years ago when I built it, like 
apps cost $75,000 and you know, I don't have that. And people a lot of the time think like, oh, she just borrows money from her parents. Like she grew up wealthy. So you can do that. No, I did not borrow one penny from them and I have not for business reasons. And so I actually just went in like, um, as a business split. So they do own part of it because I didn't want to pay so much out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the first time I'm ever saying this also. Um, so there are ways, even if you don't have the funds to go around the fact that you don't have money to build what you want, you know, there's always people you can partner with or have give equity to or something like that. So a couple things I want to talk about. So when the first app failed, um, and again, I feel I feel like every few sentences, I'm like, this is so cliche, but I think it is true that you learn more from your failures. What did you learn from that? And how did you not let it discourage you? Oh man, it, that's the truest statement ever. And I think the biggest thing is, is working with people that are good people that you trust. Um, I have come across so many horrific people in the industry. And if you are not working with good people that you trust, good luck because, you know, there's so many snakes out there, so many people who use you. And honestly, if you don't work with good people, um, it's going to be really hard. It is. And that's a little bit of, it's a little bit of trial and error. It's a little bit of trusting your gut. And, and sometimes you do have to learn. And I've, you know, I've found that. Um, I've been lucky that I've never, I haven't worked with anybody horrible, but I've certainly worked with people that are great salespeople at selling themselves, but don't follow through. And there's been like a learning experience on how do you spot that right. and kind of what, what are you looking for in a pitch? You know, and there's, there's real learning there, you know, are you looking for someone who makes everything look really pretty? Or are you looking for someone that sits down and is like, you know, I don't necessarily have a PowerPoint, but here's what I'm going to do. Here's who I've already talked to. And here's our five-year plan. You know, you learn a lot in that. Um, But I think that is good advice because you got to really trust your gut and know that, like, I'm a pretty trusting, nice person. And, you know, in business, you really have to learn that you can't. It's not the same as when you're like making friends at the coffee shop. Right. Exactly. So I think that that, that's an important one. Um, Okay. So what is your favorite, this is just totally random, but what is your favorite healthy breakfast recipe that you have? Ooh, um, wow. I sound so basic, but like obviously avocado toast with poached egg is like my go-to breakfast, but I do make these amazing breakfast muffins. And basically you just scramble a lot of the eggs and you put it in a bowl and then you saute any vegetables you want. You put it in and you put it in a little muffin tray and then you put it in the oven and I save it for the week. And so it's like the easiest way to meal prep a breakfast. And would people find that on your blog or on the app? Yes, they would on both. <laughs> Fantastic. We have to, to check that out. Um, and I can I can put a link to your blog in uh, in the notes. So it, it'll it be great. People, you guys will really, really love it. And that's what I love about your blog too, kind of back to what you were saying before. It's, it's so helpful, but it's really user-friendly. And I think that's so oh, important thank you. Thank for, you. for all of us in this world. Um, okay. So you talked a little bit about 2020 and how it's, you know, made you dig deep and think about what's really matters. Kind of what, how did you stay calm and balanced and what tips do you have for our listeners to do the same? Um, it's funny you ask this question because I didn't stay calm and balanced the first, I'd say three or four months. I'm always the type of person that is very go, go, go. And so from, I'd say like 
March to May of 2020 last year, and I'm sure everyone else in the same boat, um, there was nothing to look forward to. It was like I was spending, you know, every single day 24-7 with just my parents, and it was really hard for me because I'm such a social being and I need to travel. And and before that, I was actually on a workout tour. I was on a 12-city workout tour. And then from the workout tour, I spent six weeks in New York City filming an Amazon live show. So I was gone from September to mid-February. And so, you know, my life was just so exciting and then nothing. And it was really, really hard for me for a few months to understand and grasp that I had to do nothing. And so I think Honestly, spending so many nights, and this sounds like really sad, but spending so many nights alone and just sitting with your thoughts can really, you can develop so many inner deep like things about yourself and really dig deep about you and like, you know, what makes you happy, what drives you, what really matters in life. And it really was like surrounding myself with quality people. And I always used to surround myself with quantity of people and how many people I can go out with or whatever. But like 2020 was like the first year I was like, holy, holy crap. I have nothing to look forward to. Like nothing's happening this Friday. Who would I actually want to spend my Friday with? You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. it is a cool just like reevaluation of my thoughts and what I want in life and kind of organizing my life to be not based on looking forward to the next thing, but really living in the moment. And that sounds so cliche and so, and so, you know, hard to really understand sometimes because you can't just be like live in the moment. It sounds like a horrible tip because like, how do you live in the moment? Um, but I, I just think like, you know, having nothing to look forward to really makes you live in the moment. And that sounds a little morbid, but like at the same time, you know what I mean? No, I definitely do. And I, I think that's fair. And, you know, I think a lot of us right now are feeling a little bit of pandemic fatigue and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's still going to be a little while. Uh, so I think that's important. And you also said something else that's really important is that idea of quality over quantity. And I think this did kind of make all of us take a look at that and say, okay, like who, who do I, like you said, who would I want to spend Friday night with if, you know, I can't do anything else and I have to pick one person. And I think, you know, that is really important. Do you meditate or anything like that? I have started meditating. Yes. I am on day 11 of this course oh. that I started. Um, yeah. So I it's January 14th. So I'm on day 11. So I, I have skipped a few days, but that was my new year's resolution and it's definitely helped. It's only taken 15 minutes every single morning. I'm definitely a beginner at it. And so it takes a lot for me to, you know, actually sit down and be patient and not check my phone first thing in the morning. But I used to check my email, my phone like immediately. And now I at least like meditate and wait a few minutes or like, you know, 15, 20 minutes before I do all that. That's awesome. What do you have? What's the course that you're doing? It's called the waking up course. It's just called wake up. It's the app. Um, and it's, you know, it, it has beginner courses. So if you are a beginner like me and you really don't know where to start with meditation, it really helps. Oh, that's good to know. That's a good tip for everybody. I like that. Um, so as you were thinking through 2020 uh, and probably before that, who are the people that have inspired you? Oh, I love this. I mean, obviously my mom inspires me. Um, she was such a hard worker her entire life. My father obviously inspires me because he's like uh, just such a hard worker and like built a company, you know, that is very successful now, which I one day want to do. And then um, not to be weird, but like I started dating this guy um, in quarantine and he just like pushes me to be a better version of myself. Um, and I think like it's been really cool to start dating him because um, I've never been with a guy who's been so 
so supportive of me killing it in my career and like wanting me to succeed and wanting me to post whatever the hell I want, even if it's a bikini photo. And like, obviously your boyfriend should do that. And so he definitely, um, you know, he loves talking about talking through my brand deals with me. And so like having a guy who loves that is so inspiring. That is awesome. Does he work in the fitness industry as well? Oh gosh, no, we would never get along if he did. <laughs> He's in finance. He has like a, he wakes up at like 5.30 and, and like just is on his computer doing Excel sheets and I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> I would have no idea what they mean either, but that's awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, kind of the, the other end of that spectrum, uh, what is a criticism you received early on in your career? And this could have been in hosting, it could have been in the fitness world that was tough to take, but really helped to shape your future. Um, I think the one that I that always sticks out with me, uh, well, actually I have two that kind of stick out with me. The first one is like, I'll never be my mother, which I already mentioned earlier. And mm-hmm. I think this kind of inspired me to work harder and be like, hey, this is a different generation, a different age. I can't have VHS tapes. No one's going to watch a fitness TV show on a cable network. Like they're going to go to mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, so understanding that it's different and how to build a business online because people my age and my followers don't even know who my mom is and that doesn't really help me. Um, mm-hmm. So people think it's just really easy for me to just start in the fitness world because of my mom. But in terms of like my following, people don't know that. And then my other like huge criticism was um, from my ex-boyfriend who I dated for five years. Um, and he said, sorry, I can't Instagram for a job. I actually have to work hard. <gasps> and that text message literally has stuck with me for years because I have just, it's just motivated me to work 10 times harder than he does and anyone else. (laughs) But what a, that's just such a terrible thing to say, but it's, you know, that is a really tough one. And I think for all of us, I get that a little bit um, from whether it be guys, friends. um, I mean, I have an ex-boyfriend who he's, not very nice. And to this day will text me and ask me if I'm watching the 49er game. And I'm like, I'm a beat reporter. Like, it's like asking a doctor if they went to surgery, (laughs) you know, and I know it's different. I know I'm not saving lives, but it's so offensive and it's totally done to try to put me down. And I just, I agree. There is a motivation to that. Um, but I just, it, I, you know, I totally get it. And I get when I say, like, I have to work on Sundays and people are like, you're watching football. I'm like, no, that's not what I, I mean, yes, but that's not, totally. I'm not like hanging out, just watching football and drinking beer. Like that's right. not what I do. No, on and I think sometimes people look at us and they're like, oh, wow, their jobs are so easy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they don't really realize how much work we put into it. Yes. It's a hundred percent true. And I'll say, to, I'm like, actually, I got up at 5 a.m. to fly to the bay. So I was at the stadium several hours early and start my day. Like it's not, you know, I'm not like sitting around under normal times, under non, non COVID times, but, um, that's just awful. But again, kind of going back to what we said earlier, that was about him and not about you. Right. That was no, exactly. Yes. I think it's important. Um, who's been your mentor? I mean, I assume probably your mom, but have you had, um, and maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just your mom that you want to talk about, but kind of who has been a mentor to you in your career? Um, I would say more so my dad. Um, A lot of people like assume it's my mom. And of course, like she is. Yes. But my dad 
has taught me so much about business and he was really the business side of my mom in their career. My dad, for anyone who doesn't know, is a sports agent. So he actually represents NBA players. And so he deals all the time with brand deal, with contracts and like building a brand around an athlete. And I think that has like inspired me so much. I've seen it since I was little. And so he has taught me everything about that side and like to fight for what's right. And like, just because I sent an email back, that's like, you know, a little bit, um, I hate the word like bossy, but like, it doesn't make me, you know, a mean person and I need to stand up for myself and like do what's right and never do anything without a contract. And he's really, really been my mentor. That's awesome. I want to go back to something I, I meant to ask a little bit earlier when you're talking about the criticism and people said, you'll never be your mom. Just the way the industry has changed. Like, can you imagine having a one hour workout show? I feel like in today's world, no one, how has the industry changed? Because yes, you talked about like a 20 minute hit video. And I feel like most things like that are 20 to 30 minutes, like get it done. It's just, how have you seen the industry change even in the time from when you started out of college? Oh man, it has changed so much. First off, when my mom started, it was her, Jane Fonda and Richard Simmons. There was three fitness people. And now obviously there are hundreds of thousands of online fitness people who teach workouts and have guides and programs. And so First off, the amount of people doing this, it has changed immensely. Second off, no one would set their DVR and say, I'm going to do this workout on ESPN. First off, ESPN would never have a live workout show. That's mm-hmm. just like so out of context. It's like all sports center. Um, and so basically, you know, uh, YouTube has obviously changed online because people just want it on demand. They want it when they want it, especially, you know, during quarantine, people have really turned to in-home workouts, which has been amazing for my brand, but they just want to search it. They want it all like mm-hmm. directly. And, and this is such a fast paced world where if they can't find it in 30 seconds, they'll give up. It's funny when I get, um, my, my hair person would laugh if she's listening. It's like when I get my hair colored or my hair done, I do workout videos while the color is setting. So for me to be able to search for like 10 minute arms, 15 minute, whatever, um, is really helpful. And so yeah. I'm very happy that No, that, that's amazing. That's that living proof. You can work out anywhere, anytime. You really can. I used to, uh, pre-COVID of course, but pre-COVID when I was, you know, when I travel for work and hopefully next year we'll be back to being on a plane every weekend, I would you know, get up and I would have a little workout band and do like squats and stuff at my seat. And people would look at me like I was insane, but you know, it's like you're sitting all that time and you got to like get it in. And so I would just, I would just kind of do that. Um, which was actually a tip from our very first get my job guest was Camille Caustic. And that was a tip of hers that she brings her band on flights. I love her so much. She's She's awesome. She really is. And she is so inspiring and, and just fantastic. So that was a good tip. Um, If you could give our listeners one piece of advice for starting a career in your field, what would it be? It would just be to start. And that sounds, again, not like a great piece of advice, but a lot of the times people ask me, how do I start? How do I do this? And it's like, you're never going to have all the right answers of how you're going to build your business unless you just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you just start posting, if you just start that website you will learn what works and what doesn't work as you go. So always making sure you're learning as you're already doing it. Don't try to like perfect everything before you start. So what is next for Katie Austin? Do you have a goal in mind, whether it be with hosting, whether it be with fitness, anything you're willing to share? I also understand that there may be things you don't want to share with everybody, (laughs) but anything you're willing to share. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously just uh, working on my app updates, but at the same time, getting back into sports hosting. I know you probably feel the same way. I used to have like hosting opportunities all the time. And in the last, I would say 10 months, my last hosting in sports, it was actually, um, what was it? In uh, January of last year at the NFL Pro Bowl that I did. And so I just feel like I've been out of the sports world for a little bit. And I'd love to, you know, get back into it a little bit. Um, I just, I, it's really hard when you can't, go to games or, or do anything like that. But at the same time, like online virtual hosting, I'd love to get back into. Um, and yeah, just honestly, I'm at a point in my life where I'm so happy with where I am. And this is the first time I actually can say that in like my entire life of my career, because I'm always looking for the next thing. And I'm always thinking about my next project. But I'm so content with where I am right now. And, and I'm really, really grateful. That is fantastic. All right. So before we get to five fun facts, can you take us through a day in the life of Katie Austin? Yeah, I can take you through today, actually. Today I had, uh, I walked to get coffee at around 7 a.m. And then I um, usually would do a quick workout, but I actually hurt my foot and I work out. And usually I'd work out in the morning. I'm such a morning person for working out. And then today I had an interview with you at 9 a.m. And then at 10, I have a Zoom meeting. At 11, I have a live virtual training session. And then at noon, I am driving to uh, pick up something. And then I'm doing the customer service and emails and editing until four. And then I teach another live virtual workout at four for a sorority. And then after that, I will uh, do all my app stuff and then upload a YouTube video. Well, that is a very, very full day. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed. It's a very grateful day, but I think also drives home the point to everybody. It's not, it's hard work and what you do is hard work and you love it. And that obviously makes it easier, but it is hard work. And Sometimes when we look at Instagram, like you said earlier, it seems like, oh my gosh, this is just so much fun, but it's, it is, but there's a lot of work involved with it as well. So right. I'm glad you shared that. Um, all right. So before we go, we're going to do five fun facts. Katie, I don't think you know this. I'm sure our listeners are so sick of hearing me say this next sentence every week, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so this is something I started. I do it with the 49ers players one-on-one uh, on either my iPhone or in 2020, you know, the last year I did it over Zoom. Uh, but on this podcast, we do the same five questions for everybody every week, which has been so great because we get so many different answers. Uh, and that is part of the fun of it. Hence, five fun facts. So without further ado, five fun facts with Katie Austin. All right, Katie, what is your favorite moment in sports? Ooh, my favorite moment in sports was being at the Warriors game when they won the championship a few years ago. Which year? They've won so many. Ooh, <laughs> 2016 or 17, which one? Okay. Was but that's a good, I mean, that's like a good kind of problem to have. Be like, which one? They've won so many. Like, it's not, not a bad thing. Um, what is your life motto? Um, oh, goodness, this is hard. My life motto is um, you are happiest when you're healthiest. Oh, I love that. That's great. What is your well? What is your go-to workout? This is a this is a sp- particularly fun one for you. Um, dance cardio. Oh my god, me too. I love dance cardio. Yeah. Uh, what is your go-to coffee order? Cold brew coffee with a tiny stri- uh, drip of vanilla syrup. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, do you have cold brew even when it's cold? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I always wonder. I'm a very like seasonal eater and drinker, so I I always wonder if cold brew people are always cold. And I like it. Uh, what is a book every woman should read? 
Breath by James Nestor. Okay, that's the first time we've had that one. Great. Love it. Katie, thank you so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Yay, thank you. This was awesome. Absolutely. And you guys, if you like what you heard, and I know you did, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. Talk to you guys next week. Bye, all Sports opinions with a side of satire. We're the First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And we can do that because we've been best friends for so long. I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue. We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we We think think we're we're funny funny AF. First and Tens, light on stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstandtenspodcast.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.